who am I? You know, you go, you go, you go so far in this life, man. The origin, uh, the origin story starts to to, to kind of fade, man. That was poet and revolutionary Tongo Eisen Martin. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. Welcome to Storied San Francisco, a weekly podcast where San Franciscans from all walks of life share their stories, and you get to know your neighbors. In this episode, Tongo starts with the story of his parents' meeting. His mom was a revolutionary academic and met his father in Chicago after a brief stint in the Bay Area. The two came back to San Francisco, and Tongo was born in an apartment at 25th and Valencia. He goes on to describe the performative and intellectual environment in which he was raised and how that influenced his time in New York City during his college years. Part two will drop Thursday morning, so be sure to check back then. Here's Tongo. Well, it's, it's a, it, it, it is a, a strange story that, that, uh, that, that brought me here. Um, my mother was a 60s, you know, revolutionary. Okay. Uh, to the utmost uh, extent of that experience. Um, my father was, uh, for, for, for lack of a better definition, a, a street cat. Okay. And, and so these, you know, these two high-strung people <laughs> got uh, uh, got got together. Now, you know, my my mother actually, my mother's from um, from Brooklyn. Okay. Um, and and so she actually she she came out here in the in the sixties. Um, so actually, I'm I'm the son of two transplants. Actually, okay. Um, so uh, she she came out here in the sixties um, originally to do uh, to do PhD work okay. uh, in, in sociology. Which with, school? At Cal Berkeley. Okay. And uh, you know, and then and then basically just you know went full time went full time revolutionary. Um, you know, also, not unheard of in those days, right? No, not at all. Right. Uh, you know, she took the gloves off. She was she was um, she was writing for I forget what she was writing for a a, a movement newspaper, and their office actually got bombed. Oh, shit. And it and it got by, and and she missed that explosion by, um, you know, a matter of you know an hour or something oh. like that, or maybe maybe even cut it even closer. So that 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 pushed her that pushed her um, deeper into the movement. Like, mm-hmm. like, well, if it's war against us, then uh, then, then then I'm going to take the gloves off as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had that kind of like so she you know she moved and grooved in in San Francisco in the bay area you know through that time period so when it you know when when she was um fast forward to you know 79 or 80 you know she she decided that uh, her and my father would be um better off uh, coming back to the bay area okay um, they met in chicago oh wow yeah where she was actually doing some movement movement work out there. She was um, organizing a factory. So they met after she was at Berkeley? 
Yeah, so yeah, they 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 met yeah years later. I don't know how many years, maybe you know, maybe ten years later or something. Right, like right. So, so San Francisco was her second. You know, it was her, her second incarnation. Right. So she's like this place. She's in Chicago. Met your father, and she's like, I want to go back to the Bay and and do some work or like in. I don't know exactly what the you know I don't know exactly what the conversation was you know yeah um I I think you know that you know my father definitely had to get out of Chicago mm-hmm. um not not necessarily because he was running from anything but just you know you, you you can only you know you can only adjust yourself for so much in a place where you have a a heavy duty reputation. Right. Where is your dad from originally? Chicago. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And so when they came back to the Bay, where did they, did they move to the city or? Yeah. 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 They, they, uh, they, they lived in the mission. Oh, I was born in the mission. Wow. I was actually born in an apartment. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. I was born in an apartment on uh, um, 25th in Valencia. Oh man, right down the street from the hospital, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Couldn't be bothered. They, they, just they like, man, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't trust. They they didn't trust the system. It, so that's where you were born. Um, oh yeah, we, that's 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 where I, you know that's where I was born and raised, and um, you know it. it you know, having kind of like a, a you know revolutionary upbringing. Um, you know, it was it was you know it, it was really a beautiful matter of a lot of questions. That's you know, it's mm-hmm. funny people assume that you know when you when you come up in that kind of environment that it's very almost Stalinistic or something like that. You know mm-hmm. that 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 I don't know. Stalinistic is a word. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is, yeah. But they, you know, they have some kind of, you know, kind of vision of, 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 of some kind of like, you know, stern and iron, the disciplined upbringing. But really, it was a matter of a lot of critical thinking. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I never had a child's place when it came to my political opinion hmm. or my my social analysis right mm-hmm. so and, and that's almost what kind of like it's that brain or that part of the mind that was almost overstimulated and so it's like when it comes to the poems there's really what it extends from okay. my 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 never ending kind of like journey of trying to find insight into things and and looking at you know looking at a thing and, and trying to figure out what is all of its backstories, what are all the forces at play, who's benefiting, who's going, you know, what what are the what what dialectical relationships are involved in this, you know, in this person, in this moment, in this institution. And it also gave me a groovy kind of really a, a groovy confidence in hmm. which like I never felt smaller than any institution. You know. Like I never felt, or, or I, I never felt like it, not. I never felt. Also, never felt like I was the product of, of any institution. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very much the product of the home I had and the village that kind of raised me because right. you know these people were were still around. They hadn't all been arrested and killed. You know, mm-hmm. and one of the kind of like one of the underemphasized victories of the '60s were these kind of like 
cultural zones that we did kind of create. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I was, I was in the, well, it was called the Western Edition Cultural Center back, back, uh, back then. Um, now it's called the African American Arts and Culture Complex. Right, right. Um, but, you know, and, and I went to Meadows Livingstone Elementary School, which is, um, you know, like a little freedom school where, you know, it was, you know, it wasn't, it was, you know, Afro-Cuban drumming instead of Do-Re-Mi. Oh, shit, okay. Um, you know, Black history is history type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, you know, and, and there was a, you know, there was also like a circle of, of, of mothers who just saw, you know, saw what was going on by the mid 80s. Mm -hmm. and, and we're just like, our, we're not going to have our, our kid, we're not going to give our kids over to the systems, you know what I mean? So they, they like, it was, they, they were very intentional about putting together kind of like, you know, group activity group life you know collective life i mean we nobody live with each other but you know we we we, we ganged up on a lot of things um helping each so, other out support and, and just and you know like have the all black soccer team you know what i mean oh wow cool all the cheetahs with the with the uh you know, with that, with with the Africa on the like on the on the jersey had the Africa, and then had like a cheetah coming across with a soccer ball. You know, nice. like you know, like you know, they put putting together these type of things, really putting together life. So, you know, it, it, again, it just gave me an autonomy. So that by the time you know, I, I didn't you know 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 where I went was was really impressive right. to me. Which was groovy in that, you know, it, when you, you know, it, it's seamless then to kind of put together a, a singular, a more singular life outside of, you know, the, the, the prescribed, um, you know, wheels that people are cogs in, you know. Right. Though I, though I would be an educator for a long time, it was always kind of like, or a youth worker, it always, there, there always was my own, my own objectives and, 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 and missions. Until I would eventually take the gloves off myself and right. move and move away from the concept that you can change the system from within it. Did you, as a uh, as a young kid, so whatever age, did you get around SF much? Like, yeah. did you did you go to other parts of San Francisco where you yeah, maybe man, would see contrast contrast to what you're used to? I, I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing about what San Francisco was. San Francisco, I think, was. The, the had the most permission to move about freely. You know, <laughs> I, I spent, I, I probably spent a great deal of my childhood just on the bus. Right. <laughs> you know? Right on. And, and, and what yeah, lines? We, we'd be everywhere. The, the 22 and the 24. Okay. Yep. Was on all the time. The 22, mm -hmm. the 24, the 9, the 14, mm -hmm. you know, the 49. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the San Francisco bus experience is a whole nother thing, man. Now that somebody could somebody could have made like a, an HBO series out of the San Francisco Muni buses. That that, that did you know? Uh, right. You know that dude uh, Benjamin Bratt. He's an yeah. actor from the Mission, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, and yeah. he did that that uh, that movie La Mission, where he was a bus driver. Yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah, little, yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. of that. You yeah. know, I actually ran into him. As really? a, in high school, 
I was with my friends and uh, we he, he drove up alongside us and I was like, oh shit, it's you know, that's <laughs> Benjamin Brad, the guy, man, you know, and, and he was hell, he was hella cool in traffic. Yeah, he was hella cool and humored all of our movie lines that we that we spit at him. You know, and to, to this day, man, that Pinero movie is one of my favorite movies. I I feel like that was really well done. I mean, you know. I actually would end up in New York and and um and got really schooled and schooled well in the New Yorkian Poets Cafe. Okay. And so you know, and Miguel Miguel Algarin, who was you know who was kind of like the square dude in the movie, mm. who was like the one that kept things organized and stuff. Who, who was you know the technical founder of the New Yorkian? He'd be in there. Okay. He'd just be he'd be at the bar, you know. Damn. And uh, and, and, and would and, and really would kind of like you know. Like ed- education by way of him telling you where you were at with it, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> where you at with your poem? Yeah. So that you, you know, I, I, I love, I love that lineage, and I, I, I think they portrayed it pretty well. Can we uh, quickly go back to um, when would you say you discovered poetry? And not first of all, like discovered. Um, I hate the word consuming, but you know, reading it and and realizing that it's something that you liked to read and absorb. And then, and then, when did you start doing it yourself? So at, at Meadows Livingstone, you know, that that type of like creative expression was was always like emphasized, and 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 damn near was part of the curriculum. Like we would, we actually had a float. Like we would perform in the. Um, in the carnival every year. Nice. Um, you know, we had our little Rosa Parks raps and uh Yes. <laughs> we would we would we would rap that that Stasasonic song, A F R I C A, you know, and um and so that that and 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 we would like, you know, when we would go to, you know, kind of events where other little schools would be at, like, you know, they you know, we were known for getting on the stage if there was time, like, you know what I mean? If, if it was mass show and tell time, we would, we would get on there, right? I remember we had this one, like, pro Jesse Jackson rap. And it actually, it wasn't mine, man. These two other kids, uh, these these two other kids uh, uh, wrote it. Mm-hmm. And they were, they was they would spit it all the time. But when we got to this one thing, I forget what theater it was. One of these situations, there was like a thousand kids in there, and somebody was like, "Man, y'all want to do, uh, y'all want to do the little Jesse Jackson rap?" And, uh, and and one of them got scared, you know, got too Uh-oh. scared to go up there. But I knew the rhyme, you know, so I went up there. And, and Did you go up there solo? Nah, nah, it was, it was a do, it was a duo, it was a duet. Oh fuck you know, yeah! So I had to replace the one kid that was too scared, you know. Man, like, I know the rhyme. But uh, that I is awesome. How old were you when that happened? I was eight. Was, Damn. Uh, oh, yeah, that's Jesse, isn't Je- Jesse Jackson is 88, right? I don't know oh, when he ran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, right. So yeah, was, 88. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was eight, you know. Well, Damn. Well, the, the cock is bush, heart, gore. All they ever do is make you snore. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, so man, I, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote my first poem, man, like real early. Okay. And and I did kind of get, you know, it, it it was the I'm not gonna say it was the hit of the school, <laughs> um, but it it was like, you know, 
Like, I, I think, you know, like kids were talking, like, you're going to be a writer when you grow up. And, mm. and um, just from that first one? Yeah. And, and somebody told my mom's like that, that I just had a grasp, an unnatural grasp for, for abstract thought. So would you say the the big influence there was more your school or your home life? And it was the entire life, you know. We, oh, all we, of we it. didn't get we didn't get down with the white supremacist hegemony, you know. We you right. know, it was our you know. Asada Shakur said, uh, "Nobody's going to give you the education you need to overthrow them, right? Like, right. Nobody's right. going to teach you your true history, your true heroes if they know that that knowledge is going to help set you free." So that, that's we we had the true heroes on the wall everywhere, you know. And, and so it very much put the. Um, it just kind of gave me a, 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 an immune system mm. um, that that would you know that that was that would serve me and my craft. Um, yeah. So um, I'm guessing based on that story, getting up there and, and doing that uh, rap for Jesse Jackson, that once it came time for you to start performing poetry, it was maybe not as big of a deal. Right. Versus someone yeah. who had never done it, right? Yeah, yeah, def, def, definitely, definitely was not. And, you know, we also used to go to, um, we used to go to Camp Winter Rainbow in the summer. It started by mm. the hippies, Wavy Gravy and his clan, mm. mm -hmm. the hog farm. And uh, it was also like technically like a performing arts right. camp, you Tough. know? So awesome. So, you know, I mean, you know, this was all this this was all the, 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 the kind of like the single digits. By the time I was twelve, I, I you know, I, I you know, being an eighties baby, you know, seeing that the what kind of power the world actually revolved around. Mm -hmm. you know? So I can't say I was like a a, a performing arts preteen or a performing <laughs> arts uh a teenager. Right, but uh, you know, I did know my way around a, a stage where it, it would be easier. It was easier for you know for that for that to kick in. And I started moving back towards poetry. Yeah, what kind of um, and and I guess maybe what age did you start? You know, going to see poetry. Man, you know, actually, relatively late, man, because okay. I. Was, I was about to go to college and um my um you know my brother um started getting down with this cat named Mark Bamuthi Joseph. Okay. And uh like so Mark or Bamuthi was um was really the first time I saw it live. And where was that? Where? Yeah, where was that? He would just be performing around San Francisco, you know? Nice. Um there was that one, there was that one San Francisco slam that used to be in, I think what, I think it, it would take place in what's now, uh, what do they call it, Song Marks? Oh Song yeah. Marks. Yeah, yeah. I think it was some, it was called something else then. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually Bob Monty would start, um, would start uh, throwing a show in, I think, I think it's called the Independent now, but it was called the Justice League at the yeah. time. That spot yeah, on the yeah. Viz, yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, man, man, you know, but it was like it was a different time. And then around Oakland, it was a, it was a different time, man. Like we really had the keys to the buildings, man. We had the keys to the venues. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything. I don't remember. So I don't remember like too, too, too specifically. That's right. um, 
but but uh, it, well, it just felt like everywhere. Yeah, it, it just felt like it was a, a you know just a you know a, a, a well rooted scene in general run by groovy groovy people. But again, like I'm dipping though. You know what I mean? This is like like I'm going to, I'm headed to New York for school. So um I started writing poems and I kind of brought the poems with me, but um like I, I, I hadn't I hadn't bloomed yet. How old were you when you went to New York? 18. Oh shit. So like right out of uh, high school? out of high school yeah okay Do you, i mean this is a story in san francisco but if you you talked about it a little if you want to talk more about your new york experience sounds like it was pretty profound and, and it influenced well, you yeah, right? yeah man i'm well you know i'll give you a quick you know out of respect for san francisco i'll make the new york chamber quick all right um, <laughs> the, the 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 two kind of the two grooviest things that happened was you know the education i got in poetry at the at the New Yorkian Poets Cafe and other spots around the city, and I also started doing a lot of work in in Rikers Island, teaching, um, working with kids that that were locked up in there. You know, like in New York, I think they might have changed it now. But if you 16 and up, you went to Rikers, you went to adult jail. Right, right. So there were actually like a thousand or two thousand kids locked up on Rikers Island. And so I would, um, I was in there doing kind of like arts-based education and ended up with a few hats on, but I, I was going to, I went into Rikers uh, um, a lot. So that's where, you know, my commitment to educating in, in jail um, also had a life. Did you just always assume that you'd come back to SF after that or? Nah, man, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't really know what was going to happen, you know? Again, I've always been more of a like, well, how, what, how, how are you in this present moment, mm -hmm. and then let the rest kind of take care of itself. Okay. Did yeah. you come straight back, or did, was there anything in between? Yeah, I came. I came straight back. Um, so, so I came. I came straight back, um, and, and and was more in teacher mode. Okay. And I, I, I taught at um, I, I taught at the, the in this this. A program for youth that had chronic truancy um, called the uh, CARE program, and, uh, and and end up you know kind of just being like you know the alternative school teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like the early two thousands or something. No, no, fast forward, man. We in two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah, we're in two thousand nine now. And and so you know, and that was that was kind of like my last stop in, as a you know a, a nine to five soul survivor. <laughs> did you uh, when you came back? Did you see San Francisco any differently than when oh, you had oh left? Oh my god, man! It, it, yeah. was, it was ridiculous, man. It was a nightmare. Yeah, a, a nightmare. Yep. Well, I think because it changed, but also, you know, for you being somewhere else and being immersed somewhere else. Well, you know, I mean, to, you know, it's it's interesting, like San, San Francisco actually was like a pretty cosmopolitan upbringing. And again, I think because movement force was like real, un, like, like unrestricted in a way. You you could roam as far as your imagination had the inclination, 
and um, and it's not that big of a city. It's not that not big. that big, but yeah. then it's not big, but it's dense. Mm-hmm. But, but what's groovy though is it's it's then it's it's dense, and its neighborhoods all have so many different personalities. Yep. You know, like you really microclimates. You were, yeah, exactly. Of people exactly. and weather. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's just uh, so it's just like you know having an interesting passport to these different dimensions. That was Tongo Eisen Martin. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, Tongo will tell us more about his work as a teacher, and he'll read a hella powerful poem for you. Please join us for part two this Thursday. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 120 episodes over the last three years. And you can find them all over at our website, storiedsf.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. And if you have any feedback for us, or you just want to say hi, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay healthy. Thank you.